Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollett Show. I am so happy that you stopped by for a few minutes. I have a quick message for you today. If you want to change your future, if you want to change the trajectory of where you are going today, just close your eyes. And if you're wondering, what in the world do you mean by that, Amanda? Stick around. Wait for a few minutes and I will share you what I'm talking about. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Amanda Rollett Show. I'm so happy that you've decided to spend a few minutes uh, this week with me. And I thought it was really appropriate. You know, we really, really strive to support our abundant living. And sometimes when we're in that mode, we can tend to get off track. Even one degree of variance can cause us to derail ourselves from the things that we were doing that really do this work. You know, when we're working with our conscious, subconscious minds to live an absolutely abundant life. I know I've caught myself many times thinking you know, one way and then realizing, oh my gosh, I've slipped. I've been a little lazy. I haven't been intentional. And I was reminded this past week to just close my eyes. So let me dive into that just a little bit for us tonight. So compared to our sense of sight, okay, our sense of touch or taste, th- those two senses take up only a fraction of our energy, touch and taste. Sight, on the other hand, takes up a huge bit of our brain capacity. So that's why the moment that you close your eyes, you free up a huge amount of brain power. Yeah, it's the truth. And when this happens, your brain works harder to retrieve the details that you might be looking for, asking for. It works harder to get creative or to solve problems or whatever it is that you're wanting to accomplish when you close your eyes. So, I think we need to all just remember to just close our eyes. And when we do that, you can actually double the number of creative ideas that you have. There was one study researchers wanted to measure divergent and convergent thinking, which are really two attributes of creativity. Okay. So when we say divergent thinking, I'm saying the tendency to be different. Okay. Divergent means tending to be different. Convergent means coming closer together. Okay. And those are two very true aspects of creativity. You know, when we're being creative, we're thinking of things outside the box, how they, you know, differ, but also we're thinking about, you know, similarities and so, so, so whatever it is, those two attributes, divergent and convergent kind of come together. So anyway, back to the research. So there was a study that was done measuring divergent and convergent thinking. And so to gauge divergent thinking, researchers asked participants to share new ways to use a familiar product. And for example, like 
a clothes iron, you know, an iron that you use to, you know, iron the wrinkles out of your clothes. You know, maybe somebody said they could use it to grill a cheese sandwich or warm a soup can or, or whatever that might be. So that, that was a, a different way of thinking about using an iron. And on the converse, for convergent, participants had to find a word that related to three given words or three given terms, kind of like maybe lemon would be related to tree, pie, or juice, okay? And so the people who took this test with their eyes closed scored twice as high as those who kept their eyes wide open. Interesting fact, isn't it? So original thinking may be supercharged when our eyes are closed. So creative thinking, if you want to, you know, somebody says, give me an original idea. That's, that's a creative thought, right? And what research suggests is that creative thinking or original thinking may actually be supercharged when our eyes are closed. So what happens when you close your eyes? So scientifically speaking, closing your eyes calms the mind and allows your muscles and organs to relax. And so other studies, you know, have shown that closing your eyes after even a learning experience for even a brief moment helps the brain consolidate the information better. I always like to say our brain is like this amazing Rolodex. I'm not sure how old you are, but in my day and age, before all the you know, technological advances and you store everything on your you know, smartphone or in the computer or in the cloud or wherever, on most people's business desks sat this little thing called a Rolodex. And it was a thing that you could actually add business cards to, contact information. If you spun it, it would spin around like a wheel full of you know, it was alphabetized. So basically, you know, you could put contact information, business cards, you know, professional names, numbers, whatever it was that you wanted in this Rolodex. And when you would be looking for it, it would just, you could just spin it and it just go, you know, you know, around and you could spin it up to find whatever you were looking for. And I always like to say our brain is like this massive, beautiful Rolodex. Because as soon as we want to retrieve something, we're almost, you know, we just, you know, brain, go get it. And it just, you know, spins the little Rolodex inside and brings the information up. And that's why our brains are so beautiful and brilliant anyway. So basically, research also says that as soon as you take in information, let's say, you know, you go to a workshop or you learn something new, just close your eyes, allow it to settle in. And it's going to settle in and, and your brain wants to, strives to consolidate this into a way that it can recall it quickly for you down the road. They also have studied witnesses to solve criminal cases. Witnesses who shut their eyes actually remember up to 44% more information about cases than those who just kept their eyes open while trying to recall information. I thought that was huge. Just closing your eyes. And remember what happens when we close our eyes? It calms the mind and allows our muscles and organs to relax. And we can double our creative mind. So why does closing our eyes increase the brain power? If you're feeling stagnant in your life, if you're feeling stymied, you need a breakthrough, you need to solve a problem, you need to be creative, take a break. 
close your eyes, be intentional. Sometimes people even like to recline a little bit and let your mind drift. Topics will come to you, themes, ideas, solutions, they're all on the horizon. If you intentionally spend a little bit of time every day by just closing your eyes. What about purposefully closing your eyes to envision the futures that you and I both want in our lives? I was reminded, you know, this past week as I was actually leading a training and, you know, one of the things I was sharing with the audience was, you know, volleyball is my, my backstory, my passion and, and so forth. And you can tell the difference between bad teams and good teams just by looking. You know, you can see skills, you can see connectivity, communication, you can see bad, you know, one team is shanking balls and dropping, you know, balls are dropping on the floor. There's no communication. It looks like, you know, Harry Carey. The other side, you know, things seem more organized. Things are fluid. So there's a big gap between bad and good. The gap gets smaller between good teams and great teams because the skills, you know, have been learned, but you're just fine tuning. You're getting better communication. You're enhancing those skills and you're fine tuning and honing in on connectivity, communication, collaboration, working on those high levels. And then there's even a a smaller gap between great teams and what I call state teams. You know, in the state of Texas, anyway, there's four teams in every division that gets to go to the state tournament. And what's the difference between a great team and a state team? It's more fine tuning. It's just more of doing the little things that we know can get us there. But, but as we've always said on the Amanda Rowlett show is we talk abundance in our lives. So what I have found is things that are easy to do in this life are also easy not to do. And if we hold ourselves to a level of discipline, a level of accountability, you know, in our everyday walk as we're, as we're striving to live this abundant life, we will make sure that we don't deviate from the things that we know are good, the things that we know that are fruitful. Even if we want to call them easy to do, sometimes we don't do it because, I don't know, we just get a little lazy or we get a little complacent and we're like, ah, oh, things are going so well, I don't need to redo, you know, do that. But that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is doing the hard work the mind work, the work that you know we have to work on ourselves is the work that is so important and we should never lose sight of that. So I hope and I wish it's my joy that every single one of us is always progressing. We're not regressing because nothing stays the same. If we're not moving ourselves forward, we are slipping backwards and we don't want to do that. So one of the things that I was well reminded of this week is I hope that we all have our vision boards. I hope that we have put in things down that, you know, we have our goals for one year, three years, five years, 10 years down the road. What do we want in our lives? Who are the people we want to be around? The, the jobs, the circumstances, the great, beautiful futures. And I hope, I hope that you do a little self-check and that you are spending some time every day envisioning those goals. Let them take root. Let them fill the spaces of your mind and allow yourself to feel the feelings associated with achieving those, those dreams. 
You know, God doesn't place dreams in our hearts and dreams on our soul and yearnings for these things if we didn't have the capacity to fulfill them. So ask yourself, I hope we do this work uh, routinely. How does your body react when you see yourself achieving a goal that you set, that you put down, that you wrote down, that you told somebody about a year from now or three years from now? It is never too late to begin to dream for your beautiful futures. It is never too late to start this work. Maybe you've even started this work before. Maybe you've done it and you've had wonderful things, you know, happen for you. And maybe you just got off track a little bit. It's okay. Return to your roots. It is okay. Get back to it. Do you know that many professional athletes, they envision what their activities, their events, their tournaments look like? Golfers do this a lot. I know Michael Jordan, the keys to envision. I think I know Tiger Woods did. And, and there's a, another golfer, a lot of people in the golfing world know a gentleman by the name of Nick Faldo. Um, he's a professional golfer. And he actually said, visualization is the most powerful thing that we have. Wow. Visualization is the most powerful thing that we have. In terms of athletes and visualization from an athlete's perspective, just visualizing, you know, your upcoming game or, or a tournament or event or whatever, it's been proven to, these are the plus outcomes, you know, of visualization that athletes enjoy. So it's been proven to stimulate muscles that are necessary to perform certain tasks and certain actions. Visualization from athletes has it's been proven to program the mind and the muscles prior to the event to help increase confidence or control pre-round nerves. Golfers really say that really helps them. Visualization also helps reframe the negative obstacles or things that could happen into positives, helps recover from an injury. And really helps improve concentration. I remember when I was playing volleyball and I would remember actually, this was before I even knew the, the work of visualization, but there was something that I used to do prior to a game and I would close my eyes and I would see, I was a hit, I was an outsider. I would see myself in a match pulling back. And the ball coming to the, you know, pass to the setter, the setter, you know, setting the ball in my direction and me almost flying through the air with an incredible amount of power and trajectory, you know, with the ball. And I remember the way that that made me feel. I think I was just doing this, you know, I, I know that I was doing this subconsciously. I wasn't conscious of the power of visualization at that time, but it was just something that I was doing. And I remember, I remember having gone through that, I would feel the strength in my body and the strength in my muscles and in my power and in my wrist action and all that when I got onto the court, when the match would actually start. And when I didn't do that, there was a definite difference in the confidence and the power that I felt in my shoulder and my arms to do the work. So for that little piece, 
And I was nowhere near a professional athlete like these young guys do that make a living doing this. So if they're touting the benefits of visualization, and I had just a simple story about how I used it. And when I played, it's got to be incredible. So back to what Nick Faldo said, visualization is the most powerful thing we have. And remember, gosh, from one of our, you know, just earliest of episodes, we talked about the conscious and the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind actually controls athletic movements and does not know the difference between real or imagined action. So when you actually visualize an action, you're actually stimulating the same muscles that you would use to perform the real action. Let me repeat that. So when you visualize an action, you're actually stimulating the same muscles that you would use to perform the real action. Sports scientists actually call this phenomenon functional equivalence. Functional equivalence. If you looked it up, it actually, it, it means the similarity between the patterns of brain activation during mental and physical uh, performance. So this, it, this is a legitimate terminology, a legitimate phrase, functional equivalence. And when we're talking about visualization and so forth, you know, the similarities between the patterns of what's going on with the brain activity during mental, meaning the visualization or physical, the actual performance. For example, let's just say uh, there was a study done by some sports psychologists involving downhill skiers. And they were monitored by this EMG machine, which is basically a machine that um, detects muscle activity. They were monitored while they were imagining skiing downhill. And the results showed that even though the skiers were not moving, their visualization and them being hooked up to this EMG machine showed the exact muscles were being stimulated that they would have used had they been actually skiing downhill. So let me put it a different way. So the results showed that even though the skiers were not moving, the exact same muscles that they would have used were activated. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So note to self, I was just thinking for this week, let's get back into the habit. Or let's get into the habit, if you've never visualized, of spending some quiet time with our eyes closed as we see creative thoughts, as we recollect, as we envision, as we solve problems by just closing our eyes. And let's get back into the habit of visualizing our abundant lives in all areas of our life. What does it look like to have a healthy mind, a healthy body, a healthy family, healthy time with our spouses, our children, our significant people in our lives? What does it mean to have this wonderful work-life balance and job that we love? What does it mean to be giving back to the community? What does it mean to have a healthy body? What does it mean when your mind is strong and you're confident? Visualize what that is. And you will see those visualizations turned into reality if you stay in fidelity to just closing your eyes and visualizing, feeling what it feels like in your mind and in your body to achieve those things that you want, that I want for us all. So thank you so much for stopping by this week. 
just for a little tidbit and really just to say, you know what, I challenge us all this week to take aside some time and just close your eyes and see what happens. Thanks, everybody, for joining me for this week's episode of the Amanda Rollett Show. Share this episode with a friend. DM me. Let me know what's going on in your life. And I wish you truly the very blessed of weeks. And come back next week for another episode. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.